from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington, this is Camel Call Live. Thank you to Camel Nation for being here once again with us live. Thank you for listening live online on the Varsity Network Sports app and at GoCamels.com. I'm Chris Amire, and we've got a great show tonight. Joining me in the second half hour will be the head coach of our women's soccer team. Jeff Gross in his first year has been sensational. This is a women's soccer team that is unbeaten in the entire month of September. Five wins, a tie. Rival High Point comes into the creek this Wednesday at 7 p.m. But we will kick off this show with our football team finally back home. It has been exactly one month since we saw Campbell win the home opener over the Citadel. Nationally ranked NC Central makes the short trip from Durham. Central's 4-0 on the season. And joining me to talk about it, he is our head coach, former Carolina Panther Mike Minner, and making his Camel Call Live debut, associate head coach, linebackers coach, and recruiting coordinator Braxton Harris. We have a lot of football to talk about, but first, gentlemen, um, as you know, I have uh, two... Uh, 13-month-old boys, they are twins, and after being with them for a year, changed my life, greatest thing that, that's ever happened. Both you guys have four kids. Each, you each have four kids. So my question will be, how in the world does that work? Four kids, <laughs> well, I've got two, it's a lot. Well, Chris, I'm on the back end, right? So I'm done, all my kids are grown, and Braxton is in, inning number one <laughs> feels like it yeah. <laughs> maybe halfway through <laughs> uh, well I will say guys you you, you will survive hopefully um, <laughs> so it's you know what here's the crazy thing though you didn't say this all of us got twins that's right that's true that's right, that's right. my goodness yes. all of us do have twins all right so I've made it through 13 months of twins you've made it through almost 20 years 20 of twins years, yes. you're not quite that so what seven, do, what do I have years. to what, <laughs> seven years what we're do, just trying to make it what, what do I have to know moving forward here there um, one of them took their first steps last night and I know that's a game changer because they crawl right now and I I, I find myself saying where's the other one way too much survive just just wake up and li live live today to fight tomorrow you know or fight today to live tomorrow one of the two yeah something like that <laughs> that's right uh, all right this is a football show and so we will uh we, we will talk to both uh, Braxton and and coach Minner uh, a, a lot of football to, to talk about but but first off I, I want to know from both you guys last week you didn't have a game but you practiced a whole a whole heck of a lot what, what did you accomplish on the field last week well, last week was really about training camp, going back to the basics, um, getting guys to compete against each other. So because we wasn't going to have a game, we had to get that competitive juice going. And so we went Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, full pads, two hours long, um, ones against ones, twos against twos. And uh, we got about 110 plays in wow. each practice, right? So. Um, again, it was really training camp uh, mode. Um, coach was not here. He, he was on the road recruiting and, um, you know, doing a great job there. So um, so it was kind of, you know, us that stayed, which was the head coach and the coordinators, and everybody else went on the road to recruit. And so we was kind of knocking out um, two things at once. Coach, you not only were recruiting, you went – literally as far as you can go in the United States to recruit. You were, you were in California. Now, now let's be honest, this is the 15th year of, of Campbell football. Five years ago, we were not recruiting California. 
Um, a couple years ago, we weren't recruiting California. Um, we'll, we'll talk about this number one recruiting class coming up, the number one recruiting class that that, that has been. But but recruiting in California, what, what were you doing out there, and, and, and who are you looking for? Well, currently, we've got eight kids that are committed to us out there. Eight, eight kids eight, from eight California. Eight three-star kids from eight California. Eight three-star kids from right. California. And so, wow. you know, that's, that's what kind of Coach Minner came in, and he said, find a way. Um, and be creative. And so um, he's given us the freedom and the liberties to be able to go and, and span the entire country to be able to find those kids. Um, and then we've been able to go do that, you know, kind of building off what we did last year. All those kids kind of knew who we were, um, got national exposure with different articles and different publications that came out. And people started to understand what Campbell football was. And so it attracted those kids um, to, to us in that spot. And so it was a great opportunity for us to get out to the Los Angeles area um, got a couple connections out there that have kind of put us in contact with those kids and gave us a chance to be able to go and show them. Um, it's not just a phone call, not just a FaceTime, but we're investing the, the most precious thing we have, and that's time into them. Uh, you are getting into a lot more doors because of the hard work you did last year. I mean, when you're uh, in, in ESPN and on ESPN and, and on the website about the number one recruiting class in all of FCS, but you still have to get these guys who are in Los Angeles about as far away, both figuratively and literally, as you can be from Bowie's Creek to come here in Bowie's Creek. So, so, so when you get in that door, what are you, what are you telling these future student athletes? Well, I, mean, I think one of the things is that you got to be. We're so fortunate to have Coach Minner as our head football coach. We go out there, and there's a guy that's a, a high school head coach that played against Coach Minner in the league, and so the, the name wow. recognition is is all, always there, and that's a that's a huge game changer because it automatically allows people to understand who Coach Minner is, and if they know Coach Minner, they know our program, and they feel comfortable with that. Um, the way in which he played the game, everybody speaks highly of him. I talked to a guy that he played tight end, and he went against Coach Minner, and he's like, man, that dude would hit. And yeah. I said, that's it. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> we're looking for guys that can run and hit, and his kid was the safety in that spot. And so, you know, that's the number one thing in that spot. Uh, the second thing is it's, it's totally different. You know, the location is different. The scenery is different. Those kids are looking for a different experience than what they've known their whole lives in Los Angeles. Um, some are in the city, so it's a concrete jungle, and then some are in the desert out there where um, anything looks better than the desert. Yeah. You know, they're going to come out of the clouds when they fly in and see green, green, and there'll be no dirt. It'll be covered in grass, and we talked about taking them to the river and being able to see that. They talked about kayaking and fishing, and they never got to experience those things. And so a lot of things we take for granted is just it's the normal for this area. For some kids in certain areas, that's not normal, and so that's a new experience, an exciting experience. Um, and be able to come play for a program that they know is rising. If you have never heard uh, Coach Harris, uh, Harris talk before, answer questions before, he was a former head coach, and you can see that coming out. And, and Coach Minner, I know, I, I know when you hired him, and I asked him, I'm like, hey, well, how's this guy from Texas? You were so excited to have another head coach basically on the staff. Talk about getting him, keeping him, and, and what Coach Harris has done for this program. Well, um, again, when Chris, when you can get guys on your staff and they have done what you're doing, you're going to get better, right? He understands the seat that I set in as a head coach. He understands the decisions I got to make. And so he brings that to the table. So now all of a sudden he's not worried about the whole program. He's only now worried about one side of the program and then one group of the program, right? Um, and, and one piece of the program, which is recruiting. And so you get a guy like that, man, you, you, it's like stealing, you know. It's, it's, it's unbelievable that, that um, one, he was able to leave to come here. Um, he, he came here because of Coach Glosser 
who was our DC last year. Yep. And um, they was good friends, and and he was looking to grow, right? He was looking to to get a better opportunity. And you know, I, I'm I'm humbled every time that I think about guys choosing to come work with me um, to try to build this program. It's just a humbling experience. And so, um, you know, w once he got here, it, it was, let's build this program, coach. You, you, you've done it as a head coach. So now I want you to be the recruiting coordinator, and then I want you to coordinate all these thoughts that everybody have about going out and getting these recruits. And that's tough because it's like herding cats, right? You, yep. You're trying to get everybody on the same page, um, and everybody think they got the greatest player, right? So, so you got to get some structure around that, and I knew that Coach Harris would be the one um, that can bring that, which is why, you know, he's associate head coach again. He's done this before, and I bounce a lot of things off of him. Uh, you know, as I'm thinking about the program and where we're going, I'm always bringing him into the office. Hey, Coach, what you think about this? What you think about that message? Did you think it hit home? So on and so forth. And so it's, it's always good to have a, another head coach in the building. Coach Harris, you came into a program that, that and to be fair, it was just a, a couple years into – um, in, into scholarship football. So they, they didn't have a lot of scholarships to, to recruit with. So they hadn't been in the top 50 uh, in the country in recruiting. Again, there's a lot of reasons for that because they were fledgling. How did you take this Campbell program and make it number one in the country, beating out a lot of FBS schools, if you take me back a year from where you were putting together this number one recruiting class? Well, I think it starts with Coach Minner's vision. I mean, when, when he and I started talking about the recruiting coordinator job, I kind of asked him what his vision for what it was, and he knew it right then and there. I, I want to be number one. I, I want to get the best athletes And you can. still called him back and, and, and took the job. <laughs> well, I was already here at that time, so <laughs> oh, okay. he already had okay. me at All that right. point. I thought, time. Yeah. I thought. <laughs> he had me in at that time. Uh, the moving truck had come, so we were, we were <laughs> invested at that point in time. Um, but, you know, that was his vision. And so anytime I think it, people – underestimate that if you don't have that high vision you don't you don't get there you know and some people are afraid to have that high vision and they're afraid to say those things um, coach Minner's not and he knows what he wants and he gave us that vision piece of it the second thing is it, it, it's a staff it's a whole staff don't 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 kid this and joke this that it's just me yep. in this place we have an entire staff including coach Minner that is involved in the recruiting process that puts all these pieces together that works really hard um, to be able to connect with these kids, to be able to connect with their parents. We're bringing them in in a couple of weeks. Oh, there's a lot of moving pieces from our support staff to our full-time staff to, to quality control. Everybody's got a role in that. Um, and so, like Coach Mint said, my job is just to try to herd the cats and get them all in the, in the right room. I'm, I'm by no means the talent in the room. Um, I'm just the, the ones that keep it all together. When you recruit, you told us what you were able to, to, to talk about people that, that grow up in, in sort of the concrete jungles and that. But, but everybody else around the nation, when you're making your, I don't want to say generic, but, but, but your pitch to come here at Campbell, what are you, what, what are you telling them? I, th I think it's about the people. You know, you, you come to Campbell, and that's the first thing. And, and that's easy for me, Chris, because my family see, saw that firsthand being, being here. And I think it always helps to have someone new come in to see a different perspective of that is that it's the people. you got people here across this campus, whether it's um, across campus, whether it's in academic support, whether it's in ev everywhere, that they're going to care about you. Um, at the end of the day, we're asking moms and dads to send us their most prized possession that they have, and that's their young man. And so what better sell, if you will, whatever promise that you can give is we're going to take care of him and we're going to invest in him as a man. 
Um, and that's what Coach Minner's in, in, in charge us to be able to go do is unlock their greatness. And that we explained that to them that it's not just football. Football is a piece of it, but it's kind of like that three-legged stool. If, if you don't invest in all three of those, your stool's wobbly. We want you to be complete. We want you to be strong. We want you to be sturdy so that when you leave Campbell, you're better than when you got here. No doubt. And, and, and Coach Minner, you have um, bouncing off the number one FCS recruiting class in the nation last year. Right now, you guys are lined up to have the number one recruiting class in FCS this year. Pretty darn good. No, it really is. And I think you start to build a brand of being the best at FCS recruiting. And, and now, to me, man, it's really about putting wins on the win column, right? So it's one thing to get, go get the talent. Yes, they're young. I'm talking about this recruiting class that we just got. And, and we're trying to develop them and get them ready to go. And a lot of those guys are playing for us right now. And, um, and so, you know, that's, that's the goal. It's you get the talent in, you develop the talent, and then you win with the talent. And um, that's, that's, um, that's the plan. The talent has been fine-tuned and a heck of an opponent coming in this Saturday, 6 o'clock. Campbell takes on NC Central. We'll get the scouting report for the Eagles as they come in to take on the Camels when we come back after the break. You are listening to Camel Call Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. We'll be back in two minutes. Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime. Perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit mattamyhomes.com and see for yourself. Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded championship-level facility projects such as the Eeks Athletics Complex renovation for Camel Soccer and a new strength and conditioning space inside Gore Arena. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund a new sports medicine facility, a new locker room for women's basketball, and a new digital media lab for athletes to work on their personal brands. Providing championship resources for Campbell student-athletes. That's the mission of the Fighting Camel Club. For more information, go to GoCamels.com and click on the Give button. Planning a tailgate? Then it's bow time. Bojangles has everything you need for the perfect tailgate, no matter how many fans you're trying to feed. There's the original tailgate, the super tailgate, and for a really big crowd, the jumbo tailgate special. And if you like your chicken off the bone, choose the Supreme's tailgate special that includes 12 perfectly seasoned tenderloin fillets. So grab the tickets, get that Bojangles tailgate special, and go. It's bow time. Finally, the Camels come back home this Saturday. It kicks off three straight Saturdays. The Camels will be at home, so get ready and get your tickets at GoCamels.com. This week, NC Central comes in 6 o'clock. Next week, believe it or not, it's homecoming time already, a 4 o'clock kick uh, against uh, Charleston Southern. And then on the 15th, 1 o'clock, as uh, Robert Morris uh, comes into town. And after these three straight home weekends, we only got one more home game this year, only five home games, so make sure you get your tickets and get your tickets now 
at GoCamels.com. He is the linebackers coach, the associate head coach, the recruiting coordinator, father of four, Braxton Harris. He is here with us, and, of course, the uh, two-time national champion and Nebraska Hall of Famer Mike Minner joining us here. NC Central, Coach, when this game was put on the schedule four years ago, okay, maybe a little bit of a tune-up uh, before conference play starts, but uh, these cats are good. They're 4-0. and um, They dropped out of the rankings after drubbing a, uh, a, a non-one FCS team. I don't know why, because they have, they have beaten so far uh, this year New Hampshire at New Hampshire, who was ranked and will be a future CAA opponent, but then also NCA&T picked with you to finish near the top of the Big South Conference. These guys are really, really good. They've won seven in a row going all the way back to last year. Well, um, Chris, what, what you find is a very talented football team. Um, they, they long, they're athletic, and um, they can run, and, and they make plays all over the field. They're not very big as far as the weight is concerned, um, but these guys fly around, and, and uh, the quarterback, you know, Mr. Richard, he makes everything happen for this football team. Uh, he, he's probably 80% of their offense, um, running the ball or throwing the ball. He's very accurate, um, and, um, man, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough outing for our defense, you know, and, and I told our defense, you know, we've got to play better defense coming into this game in order for us to have a chance, and we've got to be able to stop number 11. <laughs> Mr. Richard, and um, so it's going to be a tough um, calling for our defense. And then I think offensively, um, you look at their secondary. Their secondary is very, very talented, um, so it makes it very difficult um, on the quarterback. So Hodge is going to have a hard, a tough time with those athletes in the in the uh, secondary back there. And um, their D line is very active. Okay, so they six three, six four. 225, 235. They all look like linebackers, and they just running around making all kind of different type of plays. And so our offensive line has got to be patient. Um, you know, of course, we, we got a really big offensive line, and so um, they're going to try to use their speed to, you know, neutralize our size. And, and uh, we got to win the line of scrimmage in, in this football game for us to have a chance to move the football on the offensive side of the ball. And, of course, in the red zone, we got to get better. And um, we spent a lot of time last week on trying to rectify that situation. And, and um, you know, it's really going to come down to red zone play, and it's going to come down to stopping number 11 on their offensive side. Oh, when you talk about a quarterback and, and another dual-threat quarterback, how does he compare to our own dual-threat dual quarterback in, uh, in, in Haj Malik? Well, you know, very similar. Um, He's probably not as quick as, as Hodge, but the kid is 6'3", 220. Wow. <laughs> you know, so he's a big boy. Yeah. You're going to have to bring everything when you tackle him. Um, and, and he's elusive, right? So, uh, you know, that's the thing that we got to keep him in the pocket. Can't let him step up and, and make those throws that, that he want to make um, to number 22 and number 88 and, and, and um, all the receivers that they have. So, so we got to do a great job of, of keeping people in front of him and, um, and then make him throw for the, from the pocket. And, and that's really what we're going to try to get done there. And, um, but he's, he's the heart and soul of their team, just like number six, Haj Malik Williams is for us. 
No doubt, no doubt. Co Coach Harris, of course, uh, one of the many things you do is, is coach the linebackers. What's, what's your scouting report on this very good NC Central team? Yeah, anytime you get a quarterback that can they change the game with his legs and his arm, you know, that, that puts a lot of stress, and it puts a lot of stress on our linebackers in that middle because they got to live in two worlds. Um, they got to live in two worlds, and they got to be good in both. Um, obviously, we got to stop the run with those guys. That's primary. We've got to be able to do that. Um, but then when he breaks contain, those guys got to have good eyes to be able to get back to him. Um, it's really easy in games to, to be able to work and, and not have to worry about that piece. But when you got a quarterback like number 11, that's got to be the primary focus. And we got to understand that. And, and that's one of the things I think we've gotten better at as a holistic staff is understanding what matters to stop this team and being able to go, go grow and be able to understand that piece. That's what we talked about today was how are we going to be able to protect our defensive line and our secondary so they don't have to make those plays. They don't have to come off of routes when a scramble comes because linebackers are there to be able to vice him together because that's when you get in tough spots, when, when they don't see a presence in front of him when he breaks. Um, and now you have to come off of coverage to get a quarterback, and then that puts you in, in a tough spot. So we got to do a really good job of being able to stop what they do best, not stop everything, but stop what they do best and take that away, um, make them go to their B and C option, and then play football from that place. Tell me about your, your linebacker group, of course, highlighted by, by, by C.J. Tillman, a uh, uh, freshman All-American veteran, Moncovia, Gaffney, just uh, a couple of incredible players to have back there. Yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun to coach. Um, they're playing faster and physical. You know, one of the things Coach Mint came to us after last season is we got to focus on what matters. And for our room, it's fast and physical. And that's all that matters in that spot. As coaches in my past, I've kind of gotten bogged down sometimes with details and schemes of the X's and O's. And at the end of the day, great linebackers play fast and physical. And uh, that's one of the things that I've grown. Like Coach Mitt kind of mentioned earlier, why, why did you come here? I came here to grow. And that's a piece that he's really helped me understand is that my job is to get him to play fast and physical. Don't take the hesitation of not knowing or not being perfect away and let him go play fast. And I think that's what you're starting to see out of those guys. I think their best football is in the next eight weeks. Yeah. I think that group's going to really take off. And, and because I've seen them prepare, I've seen them invest the time in that spot. And uh, they're, they're a lot of fun to coach. you got Keyshawn Thompson, who's doing a great job in that spot as well. A transfer, uh, Kadeem, uh, Kadeem Leonard came from UCF that's going to continue to grow. we got a lot of reps against ECU that live game reps are just invaluable in those spots, especially for a linebacker to be able to play in that spot. Coach, your, your two starting linebackers were banged up in a big way. You couldn't use them as many snaps as you wanted to against a very good ECU team. How is the health of both uh, CJ and Moncovia? Boy, I tell you what, the bye week came at the right time yeah. for us. You know? <laughs> I was going to say. It came at the right time. I think they got uh, physical rest and they got mental rest because Coach Harris was in California, so they got to get away from me a little <laughs> bit. Uh, so that probably helped them a little bit too, physical and mental right there. So it came at a great time for our room, that's for sure. That's great. That's great. Um, Coach, this game will be um, – you have another non-conference game, a couple more more coming up, but, but, but this is your last tune-up before you hit consecutive – conference games what's the attitude of this game and what are you what are you really looking to do in addition to get a w up there on the scoreboard on saturday well we really looking chris to play tough and smart um, we got to put that game together we got to we, we we have to put 60 minutes of smart football on tape um and um so that's what i'm looking forward to um, we got to start fast you know when you look at central they started fast every game. They, they jump out on every opponent they have faced up to this point. And I believe it's the biggest reason why they 4-0. 
because they jump out early and they have fast starts and they create turnovers and they block punts and things of this nature that gets them up 17-21 and then they play from a you know from that lead all game long and then that defense can do what it does come after you create havoc and um, and and that's how they've been winning so um, we must come out and match that intensity from the start and so um, that's that's one of the things that I'm gonna be looking for is that our guys come out and um, and make sure that we do what we need to do from the start of the game. A heck of a game indeed. As we talked about, this is a team that that, that whipped up on a couple of good opponents. They beat NCANT by 15. That was at Bank of America Stadium to open the season. They crushed nationally ranked New Hampshire at New Hampshire by 18 points. A team that was ranked in the top 27 in a row going back to last year. It's going to be fun this Saturday. Um, I'll cut this part out on the podcast because we're trying to sell tickets. But uh, if there's a tropical storm over your head on Saturday, when you look ahead at the weather and see, okay, I don't know how much it's going to rain. It's probably going to rain doing it. Does that change preparation? Does that change game planning? What, is, what does that change when, when possible rain could be coming down? Well, it definitely changes preparation and game plan because now it becomes – mostly a running game yeah and and who's going to run the ball the best okay um you know with them it's, it's going to be number 11 he's going <laughs> to run the ball so yeah. 6 3 220 he's going to be their tailback <laughs> and he's going to have their running back leading him with the offensive line pulling and now it's going to be downhill with him and and um, with us we're going to get behind you know three thousand pounds of offensive line yeah and, and let's see what we can do um, with that. So I think that's the type of game that you will see. You will see, you know, a game that you, you know, rarely going to throw the football. It's going to come down to discipline. It's going to come down to turnovers because now you got to hold that football. Uh, people going to be coming, try to take it away. And um, it's going to come down who can run the football the best. Coach Harris, does, does rain uh, affect the defensive side things as well, or does it? Just, you know, the offense might do something different. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to be aware of what they can and can't do. I, I think it doesn't affect our mindset of what we're, what our, our task is to go do. It's, it's we got to stop the run and we've got to stop number 11. Those are one and the same this week. And so probably this week it probably doesn't change it as much um, because we understand the focal point. The focal point just may do something a little bit more concentrated run than it would be scrambling in some of those spots. And we got to be aware of that in that spot. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, it comes down to us doing our jobs at a high level and us playing fast and physical. If you do that, uh, it doesn't matter if he scrambles or if it's if it's called runs, we're going to be okay in those spots. And that's coming up uh, this Saturday at six o'clock. And and now that we have you here, Braxton, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit a little bit more with you. We're gonna talk about you know Coach Minner, as we say, two-time national champions, University at Nebraska. The, the, the highest point in, in FBS in the 90s that you can get. You took a very different route to, 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 to get here. Um, you were a, a D3 quarterback and then did a lot of coaching, uh, assistant coaching, then head coaching through the D3 ranks. You also were high school uh, a football assistant coach in Texas, which is kind of like being an FCS coach, <laughs> depending on where you were. I know, I know you were in Waco. You have such a, such a fond um, place in your heart for, for for, for D3, which really made you into the, this man and this coach you are. T tell us a little bit uh, uh, about that, something that we kind of know about being an FCS non-scholarship program, right. 
but, uh, but, but, but D3 football. Yeah, I mean, I was very fortunate. I played for a guy, uh, Coach Pete Fredenberg at the University of Mary Hardin Baylor, who was a three-time national champion there. Um, I, I didn't know it at the time as you're going through it, but I got to learn from a Hall of Famer, you know, in, in that spot. And I learned so much from Coach Fredenberg after I left because I saw, well, that's why he did that, because that's, that makes sense why he did that in that spot. And so for me, I, I got a chance to learn what it looks like to, to do things the right way and, and be attention to detail um, at a very young age, a teaching progression at a very young age. And at the smaller schools, you get a lot more responsibility early. I was 22 years old and running my own room, uh, <laughs> doing the laundry and doing a weight workout. Wow. Um, you know, and so um, you, you had to wear those multiple hats. Um, what it helped me with was when I became a head coach, I knew what all those things were to look like because I'd done those pieces of the puzzle, you know. Um, the attraction for me was I, I, I'd kind of done the dirty work in some of those spots. I wanted to come and be able to work for Coach Minner to see a bigger picture, not just putting holes, you know, gaps in a hole, if yeah. you will, um, but to be able to see what you have when you have resources and you have the things that you need to be able to go run a program um, at the absolute best, not the best that you can, but the best, period. Um, but, you know, the, the, the level of football that we were able to play in there in Texas in that Division Three league, it was a great football league. You had to scheme people up. You had to use your imagination. You had to be ready every week, uh, had a solid plan. It taught me a lot of those things in that spot. And a lot of people, they always ask me, you know, why Division Three? And, you know, we had kids that they wouldn't have gone to college if it wasn't for football. You know, I had a kid that was from Jefferson, Texas, and he, was, he lost both his parents early, and he went to school because he played football. He got a degree. He was working for corporate J.C. Penney's in downtown Dallas, and he, he bought a new truck, and he texted me a picture when he bought his new truck. and said, Coach, I never thought I'd buy a brand-new truck. Wow. And so you say, why, why do you do what you do? Because you're making an impact on kids' lives and uh, through the game of football. And that's what's Coach Minner's same goal here at, at, at Campbell, and that was what the attraction was for me. Um, Coach Glosser was here before, and he told me those things on the inside. I kind of had an insider on that piece. And so he told me, he goes, Coach, you and Coach Minner's vision for how you take care of kids are one and the same. And so for me, that, that was a no-brainer uh, to be able to come and do that piece. And, and Coach Harris, you also, uh, of course, uh, grew up in it, but, but were an assistant coach at a, at a high school in, in Waco as well. We all are football fans. We've seen Friday Night Lights. We've done it. How real to the hype is, how big is high school football in the state of Texas? Well, it's, it's, a, lot, it's a lot better south of the river than it is north of the river. Yeah, right? of course, we've got a Texas and an Oklahoma guy sitting up, so, uh, so, so you can't see, but Mike Menner gave a big, a big thumbs down. I'll talk about Oklahoma football next. All right? uh, so, no, it's, it's, it's a great deal. You know, we, we, I was in a small town, and my small town this past week played the, the rival small town. Well, man, I kept up with the score, you know, when I was uh, you know, 1,200 <laughs> miles away, you know, and it's, it's just that, that, that neat thing where you build community and people care about each other, and football brings people together, and that, that's the best part of it is the people you get to be a part of. All right, now one minute for the rebuttal. Oklahoma it, it won't football. Take, it won't take that long. Coach Minard, <laughs> how, how does it compare? Compare? <laughs> what are we comparing here? It is all Oklahoma football. <laughs> We know this, right? Texas, they talk a lot. Okay, we the big brother, and Texas is the little brother. And so that's how we do it, the Red River oh, Showdown. Now, Coach Harris, were you, were you born in Texas? Are you, are Absolutely. You Absolutely. You were, you were, Come on now. You were the most uh, – th th this is going to upset a lot, a lot of my friends up there. You're the most normal person I've ever met from <laughs> hey. the state of Texas. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that. Usually I can tell when somebody's from Texas. Um, and, and, and finally, you, Coach Harris, uh, much like Coach Minner has, 
have, have, have come into this community and you really, you, you really have taken, taken ownership of it and, and you have become a big part of this community. I, I see it at so many events, you know, whether it's a soccer game or that. You, you have four kids and maybe it's a way to just get them in a house. But, but, <laughs> but, but, but talk about how much you've embraced this community and they've embraced you. Hey, it's cheap entertainment. You got four kids. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's cheap entertainment. Uh, you know, th this, this community just fits our family really well. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer's the, the, my wife is the one that makes it go. She's involved and she's always around. Coach Minner's great to me and our family because he lets them be around the building all the time. Um, that, that was a bi another big plus for us and our family. But, you know, we've been very fortunate here. I, I told you, what's your recruiting spill when you tell, tell kids? It's the people. And that's the same. And I can speak to that truth because um, my family experienced that when we came here in that spot. And so being able to be a part of this community and be invested in this community, you know, for us, that's, that, that's the calling that we have upon our lives is to be invested where you're at. Um, and Coach Minner talks to us all the time, be present where you're at. And I think that's a, overall, it's not just a football saying, it, it's an overall lifestyle that you've got to be invested in where you're at. And uh, we're very fortunate and very excited to be able to do that here. And I know you uh, have a great friendship and a little bit of a rivalry with our uh, head baseball coach, Justin Hare, who has not been on the show yet. So you've got one more thing to kind of kind of wave on his face. How did you guys get to be best buddies? Well, I coached Justin's kids in baseball. How about that? <laughs> oh, football, man. football coach no coaching baseball. Yeah. No pressure at all, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And so uh, first year here, his kids were on the same kid as my baseball team wow. as mine. And uh, the, the rest is history. <laughs> all right. Well, finally... Back home, Campbell football, three straight Saturdays, and it starts October 1st. This is an NC Central team. Look, they, they, they may not in some polls have the number by their name, but this is a top 25 football team that Campbell will play. 6 o'clock, get your ticket to GoCamels.com or 1-877-GO-HUMPS. We want to see you for all three Saturdays. Coach Harris, Coach Minner, thank you very much for being a part of this show. Good luck this weekend, and stay tuned. Coming up after the break, We'll talk to the first-year women's head soccer coach. His ladies are on a roll. Jeff Gross coming up after the break, and we will give out our prizes for the live audience here. It's Camel Call Live from downtown Lillington, the county seat. We'll be back after this. Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded more than a half-dozen championship-level facility projects. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund several new projects, including a new Gore Arena sports medicine facility. For more information, go to GoCamels.com and click the Give button. Thanks for supporting the Fighting Camel Club. Hi, Campbell fans. I'm Christy Yarbrough with REMAX United. Thinking about buying or selling or know someone who is? Let me help you make the right moves. It's important work with the right agent with local knowledge and cutting-edge experience. I can help ease the pains of the buying or selling process by guiding you through the steps. Whether it's connecting you with the right lender, home inspector, handyman for those undone projects, staging and prepping your home for sale, or helping you find the ideal home that fits your family's needs. Visit my website for more information at christyy.remaxagent.com. Go Camels! Planning a tailgate? Then it's bow time! Bojangles has everything you need for the perfect tailgate, no matter how many fans you're trying to feed. There's the original tailgate, the super tailgate, and for a really big crowd, the jumbo tailgate special. And if you like your chicken off the bone, choose the Supreme's tailgate special that includes 12 perfectly seasoned tenderloin fillets. So grab the tickets, get that Bojangles tailgate special, and go! It's bow time! 
Better ingredients, better pizza, better brace yourself because Papa John's has done it again. Introducing Papa Bowls. No crust, just a whole bunch of those Papa John's toppings you love. Baked to piping hot perfection. I'm talking crisp veggies, savory meats all covered in melty cheese and those signature sauces. Try flavors like Italian Meats Trio, Chicken Alfredo and Garden Veggie or get creative and build your own. Papa John's. Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime. Perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit mattamyhomes.com and see for yourself. Well, welcome back to the county seat in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. We are here every Monday from 6.30 to 7.30. You can also catch us live on GoCamels.com and the Varsity Network Sports app and Every Tuesday at noon, a podcast of this live show will air. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, GoCamels.com. We're on YouTube as well. This Wednesday, we are excited that our women's soccer team back in the creek. They take on the rival high point as this has been quite a month for the Camels in the month of September. Camels women's soccer has gone 5-0-1, three shutouts in the run. No team has scored more than a goal against the Camels in this month. And joining me to talk about his team is the first-year head coach for the Campbell women's soccer team, Jeff Gross. And first of all, Jeff, why has this been such a successful month for your team? Well, I think a lot of hard work um, by the group. You know, they, there's a, an established culture here of competitiveness, and, you know, there's a lot of history you know, particularly in the last two seasons. So then you, you know, you come in and you're playing a very good opening schedule of four games like you and I have talked about uh, in the past. And, you know, there were a lot of good things going on, even though the record didn't reflect it. Um, and yet the, ref the record is a reflection of who you are. So we needed to develop some more consistency in several aspects of who we are. And then I've you know, I felt like the group really got themselves going on, you know, what they believe their identity is. And then a lot of things we had been working on started coming into focus a bit more. We were more consistent in, in critical moments or crucial moments. And then we got moving. Um, you know, I still think we have quite a bit of room to grow, but we're, on a, we're in a good place so far. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you, you talk about that unbelievably tough schedule that was put together for you. It's been the first two months of the season, but in August you were taking on a top 25 ACC team in Clemson, followed by an NC State team that you were 30 seconds away from, from getting a result from, and then at Liberty, a, a, a contender in, in their conference. And you've told me, based on what has happened so far in this, in this first two months of the season, you really feel that you and your staff being new you, you guys are ahead of schedule a little bit. Yeah, I think in some ways we are. Um, you know, the, I feel like the spring helped us, you know, because I was able to talk about some things, implement some things, get some vocabulary working. 
so the players understood more of the concepts as we were going through them. And then, you know, I, f I feel like we got off to a little bit of a, a slow start, to be fair. I, I thought the Mercer game, you know, we needed to get the second goal, and I think we would have been in a little better spot. Yep. Um, and then the Liberty game was a little frustrating, to be fair. I, I don't think that 3 nothing reflects quite who we were on the day. And then I think the Richmond game was a really good indicator. And then they got rolling. And then, you know, like anything else, it's a grind. And the, they're, they're working to be better, and sometimes the grind works against you. So we're trying to get them to understand how to show up every single practice and every single game the right way. And they, they do it really well the majority of the time. So, yeah, we feel like we're in a good place, and we've been somewhat ahead of schedule based on the time frame we've had with them. Conference uh, season, of course, you, you guys are already a, a couple of, of, of games in. You know, coming from UNCG, you know these teams well in the area and that, yet you're preparing for, for new conference foes for you each and, each and every week. What has it been like getting into the Big South and getting used to conference play? Well, I think it's been fun. I mean, uh, you know, you go to Radford, and I I'd never been to Radford before that day, so just going to see a new environment was interesting. Uh, you know, the players were accustomed to it. Um, you know, when I was at UNCG, we hadn't, I we hadn't played Radford in a few years, so to see their ver the version of who they are this time is always interesting. And then we've never played Winthrop, and, you know, I know Spencer well, and I know he tries to get a lot out of what he has, and they, they played pretty well the other night. So that's interesting. And then, you know, UNCG and High Point played every year. So I was familiar with High Point. And, you know, it's a rivalry for, for Campbell and High Point. And for me, it's a soccer match, right? Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm looking forward to is a soccer match on Wednesday and see if we're, we take another step in everything. We're trying to get them to understand what's going to be necessary about six weeks from now. He is Jeff Gross, the first-year head coach. His women's soccer team takes on High Point uh, coming up this Wednesday at 7 o'clock. We will talk more with the coach. But before we go to break, we've got, uh, we've got a drawing here. Our, uh, our, our shorter Braxton, not the coach, will draw um, um, a couple of, of raffle tickets. Every time you come here to the county seat, you, you get a ticket to get a great prize. Today we are giving away a four-pack of football tickets as Campbell takes on NC Central. So for that four-pack of tickets, it'll be number 625566. 625-566. We have a winner. And one more ticket for the autographed Mike Minter jersey as we will have one more coming up here. As Braxton makes his way up to it. Thank you, sir. 625-568. 625-568 for the autographed jersey. All right, more with Campbell head coach Jeff Gross coming up after the break. This is Campbell Call Live. Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime. Perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit mattamyhomes.com and see for yourself.
Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded championship-level facility projects such as the Eeks Athletics Complex renovation for Camel Soccer and a new strength and conditioning space inside Gore Arena. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund a new sports medicine facility, a new locker room for women's basketball, and a new digital media lab for athletes to work on their personal brands. Providing championship resources for Camel student-athletes, that's the mission of the Fighting Camel Club. For more information, go to GoCamel.com and click on the give button. Planning a tailgate? Then it's bow time. Bojangles has everything you need for the perfect tailgate, no matter how many fans you're trying to feed. There's the original tailgate, the super tailgate, and for a really big crowd, the jumbo tailgate special. And if you like your chicken off the bone, choose the Supreme's tailgate special that includes 12 perfectly seasoned tenderloin fillets. So grab the tickets, get that Bojangles tailgate special, and go! It's bow time. Welcome back to Camel Call Live from downtown Lillington. We're at the county seat. We're here every Monday from 6.30 to 7.30. And Jeff Gross, the first-year head coach for Campbell Women's Soccer, has joined us here in... Just four home matches left. One of the bigger ones this Wednesday, 7 p.m. versus High Point. Then two Fridays from now, homecoming weekend. We will kick off the homecoming festivities with the 7 p.m. match next Friday. And then final home games on October 15th and October 26th. And, and, and Jeff, we talk about it a lot. You guys literally get to campus a week later, you're playing exhibition games. A week and a half later, you're playing games that count in the standings and then all of a sudden you take a breath and you look and you've just got seven more games left on the season they're all conference games are going to be tough but it's really a, a sprint for you guys isn't it yeah very much so um and you're right like they they get on campus and then you got to turn around and you're playing so you're doing a lot of learning from from the games themselves and you know preseason is uh, x amount of days but you know, most of us that are in this line of work, uh, you know, we realize that four or five games in is when you're really going to start seeing sort of who you are and what you're about. And then as soon as you start getting into rhythm, then you're starting to think about how to peak, <laughs> right? So it's a little unfair to the players. Well, it's more than unfair to the players. Um, you know, last time we talked, you know, you and I talked about how there's a national movement to stretch the season out a bit, which yeah. is only fair to the players. Um, it's only, and it, and it will minimize traumatic injuries and it'll give us more time to, to teach properly so I hope that comes off but yeah we're excited about what's coming up and you know homecoming weekend in particular you know this is the, the 30th year of you know Campbell women's soccer and we have a number of alumni who are coming including a number of people from the first team in 92 so we're looking forward to getting alumni here and then you know enjoying the game and, and celebrating the alumni and celebrating our seniors that's senior night as well so we're looking forward to all that, and then I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to a football game the next day and, and supporting <laughs> yeah. Coach Mitter and, and, Coach, and Coach Braxton. Yeah, you, you get done with your business and at least can take a little bit of a breath and watch a, and watch a sporting event. Yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned it. You, you guys have a, have a really neat campaign going on to celebrate what is the 30th anniversary of Campbell's women's soccer. Just incredible. It's, it's going into its fourth decade now, but 30 days, 30K, for the 30th anniversary of Campbell soccer, really a, a, a fun thing to kind of get going here in your first year. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, really just to celebrate 30 years of, of women's soccer at Campbell, for me, is the big deal. And, and you know, you get the, the, the women that came before these women, and they all get to celebrate each other a bit. I think that's the coolest part. 
And then, you know, hearing stories and understanding the history of this place from a women's soccer perspective is very cool. And then, you know, if we raise some money while we're doing that, that's fine. Yep. That's fine, and that's good, and it helps the players that are currently here, and we go from there. But I, I just think it's awesome that we get to celebrate 30 years of, of women's sports or women's soccer here at Campbell. And, and celebrating 50 years of, of Title IX, I know this is something that, that, that we talked back in the summer very personal for you. Not only are you the the head coach of a of a women's Division One one program, but 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 kind of with your mom and, and how powerful of a figure uh, she, she she is in in your life. It's it's very special that we're that we're celebrating this celebration of women's athletics. Yeah, and you kind of wish you didn't have to celebrate 50 years nope, of it. You wish right. it was better well before that, but you know, we're, we're in a better place as it relates to, to women in sports in general, women in general. Uh, I still think we have room to grow. Uh, obviously as a country, we've taken a step backwards in some ways and some of that stuff, but overall, like you, you love the fact that, you know, these women get to compete at such a high level. They get to challenge themselves as a human being. They get to grow at a wonderful university like, all that stuff is very important to me, and soccer is, like, the, the way to help them grow. It's not, the, it's not the thing I focus on the most. I mean, the competition is enjoyable, right, and it's, it's what you try to show up for them for, but it's really about seeing them grow as people, and that, that part I really enjoy the most. And you aren't just saying stuff because you're, uh, you're here on Camel Call Live. If you go to your bio on, on gocamels.com, uh, at the top in bold, you have human first, athlete next, Care for the human challenge, the athlete. Um, so, so profound. And, and, and why is that your mantra? And, and why is that so important to you? Yeah, I think uh, you and I talked about this in a podcast. And, uh, you know, I, I, in some ways, I, I think the way I'm trying to coach is the way I would have liked to have been coached, right? Look, look after me as a human first and then challenge me as an athlete. And uh, I try to do that with our players. I, I think they recognize how much I care about them individually, which then allows you to challenge them in many different ways. And uh, we're doing that right now. I'm, I'm challenging them to, to raise their level so we can peak here towards the end. And I think I can challenge them because of how much, you know, I've shown that I care about them and vice versa. You know, they, they very much care about us as humans, the, the coaching staff. So I think it's reciprocal, isn't it? And when you give it out, you usually get it back tenfold. So, yeah, really important to me that you try to look after people and try to take care of them and try to help them grow into a better version of themselves. And then part of that is to watch them play a sport that they enjoy and then challenge them to be as good as they're capable of being. Yeah, it's interesting, those that think uh, coaching at this level is, is, is just a bunch of watching film and X's and O's, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's far from that, I think. Uh, you know, we do watch film, and it is about X's and O's, but... It's really about trying to help people get the best out of themselves. And, you know, if, if, you, if they understand that that's what you're in it for, then they generally do try to get the best out of themselves. And then you see this growth. And, you know, the number of women or young men that I've coached, too, that, you know, have, have come back to me and called me and said, man, I'm just, you know, I'm just a better person because of that experience. That's, that makes it all worth it, right? So I, I, lo I love this group quite a bit. And, you know, I'm looking forward to, seeing them when they all move on in life as well. And just because I know they're going to do well. And we just happen to be one, one part of it along the way. This group that you love so much, of course, going through in, in undefeated September. And you mentioned the fact that you really can't tell about the team four or five games in. That was when you guys came into September and now trying to get them to peak at the right time as you, as you go through this gauntlet of the Big South Conference. 
What are a couple of things or the big thing that you would like to see your team improve on to get to that peak? Yeah, you know, the run from uh, Richmond, Coastal, Wofford, I thought those were three 90-minute mentality matches. Um, you know, I don't think we did that at Radford. Uh, I think we did almost did that at Winthrop. Uh, we had a little, we had two little stretches where it wasn't complete 90-minute mentality stuff. So going into Wednesday, you know, it's it's can you complete a 90-minute mentality? And you know, in one of the interviews I did with Zach, it's you know we we had a lot of quality in the Wilmington first half, but then we had to fight and hold on through character to win it. And you can't, I don't think you can survive on one or the other. You have to survive. You have to do well on both. So. You know, what I'm challenging this group with right now is, you know, your quality and your character have to be combined and uh, be consistent about that. Because if you do that properly, you know, the first half of Wednesday and then you answer the call at the beginning of the second half on Wednesday, then you should be building down the stretch as we get closer to the playoffs and, and hopefully, you know, we're the one seed. You look like a young man. And I can say that um, um, as a guy in our 40s, it, it, it has been a... Uh, a re really a, a an amazing path you you, you read your bio you're, you're you're a guy from up in the mid-atlantic and the and the northeast and you have coached at all levels assistant head coach from the pros all the way to youth you've been successful of course everywhere that you has come so tell me about your journey and and how a guy matriculates his way down to the carolinas and becomes a division one head coach yeah i mean uh i think it's a cool it's a cool path that i've taken you know i, I you know, you and I have talked about this before. I wasn't sure that I wanted to go into coaching. And then, you know, I, I got into it and, and somebody close to me was really good at it and sort of paid attention to all that. And then I realized that was, you know, being pretty good at it. And then I was like, you know, I'd like this. This is something I think I can pursue. And I've been doing it ever since for 27 years. So and then when you coach youth soccer at a really high level, you coach high level travel teams, you, you learn your learning curve gets accelerated quickly if you wanted to. Not everybody does, but um, I, I tried to, you know, master as many aspects of coaching as I could, and I think I did a good job of that. And then I had lived in Raleigh about 20 years ago, and I said if I could ever get back to the North Carolina area, I'd want to do it. So when I got the UNCG opportunity, which was a fantastic eight years, um, and this was available, that I was like, great, I, I get to pursue what I really want to pursue at a high level. Uh, challenge myself to see how good I am and then still live in North Carolina and you know I've really enjoyed living in this area it has everything that I would want it's it's a nice community to be in there's a golf course nearby I like to ride my mountain bike as you know and then I really enjoy the Campbell community so this was this has been a good fit and I'm, I'm glad my path took me all the way to here and I wouldn't I don't think I would do it any other way now that you've been here and are entrenched in the community, like you said, you live 10 minutes now um, um, from campus and, and getting to know the university and, and this place, what, what do you like about Campbell? Wow. Uh, uh, so many things. And I'm still learning uh, quite a bit. It's been a whirlwind from, you know, my day one to putting a staff together to getting ready for a season. So I'm still very much learning about the university and the area, but to me, what I what I noted in my interview process is that it's a growth mindset institution. Like everybody I talked to, everybody I met, you could just see growth mindset thinking about everything. And athletics, I think, definitely has that going on. Um, so I really enjoyed that. And then, you know, similar to UNCG, I don't I don't think I've met a grumpy person that works at this place since I've been here. So that's nice and that's enjoyable. 
Um, but it also has a it has a pretty leveling energy about it. Everything's pretty level on campus, you know. And I know the students go through these high stress moments, but I think just being on campus and being able to walk through it actually probably levels you out a little bit. And I've enjoyed that about Campbell quite a bit. And then uh, I'm really getting I'm really enjoying getting to know more people in the athletic department and starting to little by little get to meet more people around campus. And again, I just I haven't met a grumpy person yet, so I enjoy that. <laughs> Well, we, we, we hope it stays that way. All right, t tell me a little bit more about the mountain biking. We, we were talking the other day, and we were talking about what you were doing after practice or whatever. You said, oh, I'm going to go to Raven Rock State Park and, and mountain bike. Ha has that been a big part of your life, life? And what's it like mountain biking at Raven Rock <laughs> State Park? <laughs> it is a big part of my life. Uh, I've been doing it since college, so, you know, 30 years or so. Um, off and on, there was a little stretch when I lived on Long Island. I didn't do it, but then I got back into it when I moved down here. Um, so it is a big part of my life. I, I don't get to do it as much as I like to, but there's some really good mountain bike trails in Raven Rock. So there's three loops and one's like a 35 minute ride and up to like an hour and 15 minutes. So it depends on what you're, what time you have and what you're trying to do. But I just, I like getting in the woods. Um, uh, it's, it's quiet, you know, it's, it's good exercise. I'm mostly processing things in my brain and getting them out through sweat, you know, <laughs> and then by the end of the ride, I'm usually back to center and, and moving forward. So uh, I enjoy my rides. They're, they're a nice piece of, you know, nice piece of my day when I get to do it two or three days a week. And finally, Coach, um, thank you for, for taking the time to come down here. I know you're getting ready for the, for the big rivalry game uh, uh, against High Point. What must you do in the match? Because I know we talk a lot, and it's, and it's about what you guys do um, in spite of the opponent. What, what must you do to come out of there with another win? Uh, I mean, High Point's actually starting to get a little, they're starting to get it together a little yeah. bit. Um, they had a rocky first part of the season. Yeah, there's a new coach, and he got hired, you know, like three weeks before the season. Yeah. So, you know, good on him to stick it out and keep moving this along. So they're, they're starting to pick up some form. Um, for us, it's we need to impose our mentality and the way we want to play the game sooner. And if that doesn't come off, because soccer is not like that, it's not like you can just jump out and get off to a fast start. The opponent does have something to say with what happens in a game. Then we just have to keep staying after who we are. And this group has shown me that their, their mentality, their fight, their grit is pretty significant. Um, so even if we don't get off to what we would consider a great start, then the fight and the grit is going to have to be greater than theirs. But it is a rivalry game, and it is one that both schools are very passionate about. And you never know in those games. Yeah. So uh, you also have to be <laughs> able to manage the emotions of it all and put yourself in a position to focus on the actual competition, right? What to do with the ball. And that's what we try to get this group to do is know what to do with the ball and be confident about it all the time. And when you're not, you at least have to fight. So they do that very well. And I, I think they're going to be up for it. But, again, you and I have talked about this, man. It's a, it's a player's game, and the coaches only have so much to say once the game starts. Oh, so absolutely. It's, it's going to be fun this Wednesday at 7 p.m. versus High Point. And then two Fridays from now, not the last home game of the season, but it is going to be senior night, alumni coming back. What a way to kick off homecoming weekend, the 7 p.m. match um, into Fridays. Uh, admission is free at the Eeks Athletic Complex. More information at GoCamels.com. Jeff? We're glad you're here. Thank you for coming by tonight. Thank you, Chris. He is Jeff Gross, the women's 
coach for the women's soccer team. They are on a roll, undefeated in September, take on High Point at 7. That'll do it for us. We'll talk to you next week from the county seat from downtown Lillington. This has been Camel Call Live.